is the Legion. Greetings and welcome one and all to another installment of Buko Radio. It's your boy Big Dame, aka Buko the Great. Glad to have you all joining me for another episode. We are growing. We are growing, ladies and gentlemen. Not only can you hear us on Anchor as well as Spotify, but we're also on Google Platforms, Radio Public, Breaker. I've never heard of that, but we're on there too. However you're listening to me, I thank you for doing so. Man, there's just so much going on. So much going on. So, in our last episode, we touched briefly on the unjust murder of Rayshard Brooks in Atlanta by two Atlanta police officers. Well, actually, one police officer. For those who didn't know, Brooks was asleep in his car in a Wendy's drive group. Police was called. He failed a breathalyzer test. Officers tried to handcuff him. Then he, then Mr. Brooks struggled with the officers and then ran with a taser in his hand before being shot twice in the back. Officer Garrett Rolfe was the one that did it. And he got charged today as I'm recording. Today is June 17th when I'm recording this. And he got charged today with 11 counts of murder. And he could face life in prison or the death penalty. And complicit in in this is also his partner, Officer Devin Brosnan. The next day, of course, the protest began. The Wendy's got set on fire by agent provocateurs, as I mentioned in the last broadcast. And then the city's police chief had to step down. Wow. You know it's serious when the police chief has to resign. But yeah, Ralph not only got fired, of course, but he's also been charged with 11 counts. Most of it includes murder. He's also facing aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Weapon? Aggravated assault for kicking Mr. Brooks. Four counts of a violation of an oath by a public officer. One count of criminal damage of property in the first degree. And then Devin Brosnan, his partner, is facing free ch- is facing three charges. He's pretty much complicit in the whole act. But you already know how this goes, ladies and gentlemen. It don't mean a thing if it ain't a conviction. See, when an officer gets charged, okay, he's just charged. The conviction is where it actually sticks. Little body cam footage, surveillance footage of this whole thing. You can't deny it. 
So, I mean, yeah, there's charges. But again, let's not celebrate too quick. It's only just a charge. There are only just charges. It don't mean nothing until a conviction is placed. Another big story for today. <laughs> well, folks, if you happen to like breakfast, there's going to be some changing faces. Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, Mrs. Butterworth, they all got racial stereotypes on their packages. Of course, you know the picture of Aunt Jemima, pancakes, <laughs> Uncle Ben Rice. Mrs. Butterworth, you know, they pretty much was using mammy stereotypes for Mrs. Butterworth and uh, Aunt Jemima. Now the thing about that is, we've been we've been eating Mrs. Butterworth and Aunt Jemima for years, and nobody really caused no stink about about um, the depiction. On, on the box for Aunt Jemima and for that bottle of Mrs. Butterworth. But, you know, things are hot right now. Where if, it, if there's anything seemingly anti-black, we're calling them out. Hey, that's how it should be. So, Mrs. Butterworth, Aunt Jemima, and Uncle Ben is gonna get a change. Gonna get a makeover. That that's gonna be less stereotypical. So we'll just see how that goes. But folks, I wanted to come on here tonight because if you've been following me on Instagram, and you should at Buko the Great then you notice within the last couple of posts including me you know what I'm saying posting about the last episode you notice that I used the hashtag no anti-black racism instead of black lives matter and I said on that post I said on that post that had the new hashtag which was suggested by none other than King Flex Tariq Nasheed. Just like he did with the first them movement to counteract the Me Too Time's Up movement. Now we got another new hashtag to counteract Black Lives Matter because unfortunately, as a phrase, as a slogan, as a hashtag, the term Black Lives Matter was co-opted a long time ago a long time as in back in 2014 when the Ferguson uprising happened after the murder of Mike Brown at the hands of Darren Wilson still free by the way so yeah BLM is nothing more than a front for the alphabet agenda. Hey, it is Pride Month, but 
Here's the thing. It started as a grassroots movement. All the soldiers out there in Ferguson, in North St. Louis County, because let's not forget, Ferguson is a municipality of North St. Louis County, not a city all onto itself, like the mainstream media always like to portray. Oh, it's outside St. Louis. It's still St. Louis. Anyway. So, yes, Black Lives Matter started as a grassroots movement. But, of course, it wouldn't take long for a lot of other interests, a lot of other agendas co-opted the Black Lives Matter movement. And you know who brought that to light none other than Darren Seals for those who don't know who that was he was a prominent Ferguson protester he was out there telling it like it is and telling the truth when it comes to all these 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 activists and I use actor A-C-T-O-R instead of activists of course you got the lamestream news media and all these ambulance chases yes I'm looking at you Al Sharpton all these ambulance chases coming to St. Louis like <laughs> it's like oh my god I still remember that day I, I still remember that period man it was like a straight up madhouse people you never thought you'd see here in our little city with this this whole event this whole thing taking place it was a freaking circus I was riding the bus back then you know I remember you know something happened I was on the bus one day something happened and all of a sudden we was gumping you know because i was taking the bus i was still living in jennings and i was going somewhere i don't know where i was going i believe i was trying to go to the to the store and you know we was going down west florissant all of a sudden the bus had to take a turn on lucas and hunt and then all of a sudden we're we're, we're switching off buses and I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Um, going down uh, chambers and everything. It, it was just crazy. I, I mean, what I didn't know was happening at the time was it was just a hot zone because pretty much we had to avoid the area in which Mike Brown got murdered right there on Canfield right nearby the apartments where a friend of mine stays currently <sighs> man it's just really just thinking back to that time it's just I've never seen anything like it you know people having conflicting reports of what happened you know how it is we always like to talk about 
stuff and it don't end up being the right information you just exaggerate you know how we how we talk about things but yeah man once news you know the news of course was all over talking about the murder of Mike Brown at the hands of officer Darren Wilson a disgusting human being again still free but yeah I just remember that time and then before long that's when the protesting started of course all the looting and the rioting and hell even back then you believe there was agent provocateurs hell there was I've, I firmly believe it was agent provocateurs that burned down that quick trip right there on West Florissant near Canfield I still believe that and since then that space had became what an urban league so yeah it's absolutely insane but getting back to uh, my original point here so Darren Seals was a prominent activist in the grassroots and he pretty much was calling out this Black Lives Matter, which has since been co-opted into this to this LGBT fronted organization. I'm about to read to you guys one of his posts that he made on Facebook back on August 10th, 2016. Now this is gonna be courtesy of Niota Uhura. Who was also out there in the streets. She headed up handsupdontshoot.com. And man, she's cold with her information, man. I would definitely advise you to check her out on Facebook. So, anywho, Darren Seals, this is what he said. He said, Please do not call me Black Lives Matter. I'm in no way, shape, or form a part of that sellout, co-opted, buck dancing, boot licking, shoe shining, credit stealing, fake Twitter activist movement. Black Lives Matter have an agenda against black men and black families and replace the movement that started because of the injustice for Mike Brown and turned it into a black LGBT feminist movement that has no place for black men they don't even have the words black men slash fathers on the entire on their entire website wake up and get in tune with reality the media should not be able to tell you what your movement is especially when it started in your city so these are the words of darren seals of course not too long after that, Dan Seals was found dead, shot up and burned in his own car. Obviously, we don't know who did it, but it's obvious that he was telling too much truth. Oh, man. There's not a day that, that goes by where we don't think about our brother Darren Seals, man. He was a real one, for real. But yeah, as you just heard, 
Black Lives Matter, the organization. It's nothing more than a front for the alphabet agenda, man. You want more proof? How about going on to the Black Lives Matter website? Many other people have touched on this. If you go to about Black Lives Matter, you'll be able to see their mission statement. Check this out. Hashtag Black Lives Matter was founded in 2013 in response to the acquittal of Trayvon Martin's murder. Black Lives Matter Foundation Inc. is a global organization in the United States, the United Kingdom and Canada, whose mission is to eradicate white supremacy and build local power to intervene in violence inflicted on black communities by the state and vigilantes. By combating and countering acts of violence, creating space for black imagination and innovation and centering black joy, we are winning immediate improvement. We are winning immediate improvements in our lives. And then the rest, all this stuff, da 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 da. This is the part I'm talking about right here. After the We Are Expansive paragraph, it goes into this paragraph. We affirm the lives of black, queer, and trans folks, disabled folks, undocumented folks, folks with records, women, and all black lives along the gender spectrum. Our network centers those who have been marginalized within black liberation movements. We affirm our humanity, our contributions to this society, and re our resilience in the face of deadly oppression. The call for black lives to matter is a rallying cry for all black lives striving for liberation. It's starting to sound like some all lives matter talk, doesn't it? Here's what we believe. Now I'm not gonna read this entire thing, but I'm just gonna read just enough for you to get what I'm trying to convey here. It says, what we believe. Four years ago, what is now known as the Black Lives Matter Net Global Network began to organize. It started out as a it started out as a chapter-based member-led organization whose mission was to build local power and to intervene when violence was inflicted on black communities by the state and vigilantes. In the years since, we have committed to struggling together and to imagining and creating a world free of anti-blackness where every black person have the social, economic, and political power to thrive. Again, all of that sounds good. But wait until you get towards the bottom. I'm going to start back at this point. We are unapologetically black in our positioning in affirming that black lives matter we need not qualify our position. To love and desire freedom and justice for ourselves is a prerequisite, excuse me, for wanting the same for others. We see ourselves as part of the global black family. And we are aware of the different ways we are impacted or privileged as black people who exist in different parts of the world. 
we are guided by the fact that all black lives matter regardless of actual or perceived sexual identity gender identity gender expression economic status ability disability religious beliefs or disbeliefs immigration status or location we make space for transgender brothers and sisters to participate and lead we are self-reflexive and do the work required to dismantle cisgender privilege and uplift black trans folk especially black trans women who continue to be disproportionately impacted by trans antagonistic violence we build a space that affirms black women is and is free from sexism misogyny and environments in which men are centered we make our spaces family friendly and, and enable parents to fully participate with their children we dismantle the patriarchal practice that requires mothers to work double shifts so they can mother in private even as they participate in public justice work we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. We foster a queer affirming network. When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking or rather the belief that all in the world are heterosexual unless he or she or they disclose otherwise we cultivate an intergenerational and communal network free from ageism we believe that all people regardless of age show up with the capacity to lead and learn we embody and practice justice liberation and peace in our engagements with one another okay so hearing all of that information what is your biggest takeaway what are you getting from that type of information that I just told you about folks Darren Seals was right the Black Lives Matter organization is all about the alphabet agenda. It's all about anti-heterosexuality. Because not once in that sentence did I see anything about heterosexual males. The fact that he even said that we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure so pretty much the black family which we've always known as a man and a woman bearing children they trying to make that less of a thing man look i have no problem absolutely no problem whatsoever if you're gay if you're lesbian, if you're transgender, this is how you want to live life. I'm all for it. But 
when it comes to dismantling the nuclear family structure, which is traditionally being a man and a woman with children, a heterosexual man and heterosexual woman bearing offspring. When it comes to that, I can't get down like that. If that makes me a traditionalist, so be it. Still not convinced that Black Lives Matter has been co-opted and compromised? Well, how about this one? But once again, if you go to blacklivesmatter.com, the website, and then you see the blue donate button, you will then be redirected to actblue.com. Then what you're gonna do is scroll down to the contributions rules. And after that, you're gonna see this. Act Blue Charities is a registered charitable organization formed to democratize charitable giving. So yeah, that's Act Blue. Now, if you go to OpenSecrets.org uh, and search for Act Blue, what you're gonna do is click on the expenditures tab on the first search result. Then scroll down to the very bottom. And what do you see, ladies and gentlemen? Under the top vendors and recipients, the campaigns for Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar, Andrew Yang, Amy McGrath, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee, the Democratic National Committee, and on and on and on and on. Then I remind you that out of all those names, Joe Biden is the one as the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee. All those other names have dropped off. But that's beside the point. You look at those expenditures, they raise millions of dollars. They put millions of dollars, and in the case of Bernie and Biden, hundreds of millions of dollars towards Black Lives Matter. So yes, Black Lives Matter donations go to this Democrat super PAC, Act Blue, and Act Blue is giving hundreds of millions of dollars to Democrat candidates running for president. So yes, not only is Black Lives Matter a front for the LGBTQ community, for the alphabet agenda, but it's also a front for the Democratic Party. And even with all of this information, if you somehow still ain't convinced that Black Lives Matter as a term, as a slogan, as a hashtag, and as an organization isn't being co-opted by other agendas? How about this one? Now, this article 
from the Washington Times first came out on January 14th, 2015, months after the murder of Michael Brown and the Ferguson uprising. It goes like this. There's a solitary man at the financial center of the Ferguson protest movement. No, it's not victim Michael Brown or Officer Darren Wilson. It's not even the Reverend Al Sharpton, despite his ubiquitous campaign on TV and the streets. Rather, it's liberal billionaire George Soros, who has built a business empire that dominates across the ocean in Europe while forging a political machine powered by nonprofit foundations that impacts American politics and policy, not unlike what he did with MoveOn.org. Mr. Soros spurred, spurred, excuse me, the Ferguson protest movement through years of funding and mobilizing groups across the U.S. according to interviews with key players and financial re records reviewed by the Washington Times. In all, Mr. Soros gave at least $33 million in one year to support already established groups that emboldened the grassroots on-the-ground activists in Ferguson, according to the most recent tax filings of his nonprofit Open Societies Foundation. The, found, the financial temper from Mr. Soros to the activist groups gave rise to a combustible protest movement that transformed from a one-day criminal event in Missouri into a 24-hour-a-day national cards celebrate. Our DNA includes a belief that having people participate in government is indispensable to living in a more just, inclusive, democratic society, said Kenneth Zimmerman, director of Mr. Soros' Open, Open Society Foundation's U.S. programs. Helping groups combine policy, research, and data collection with community organization feels very much the way our society becomes more accountable. That was the beginning of the article. I'm not going to read the whole thing. You can go on the Washington Times website and read it for yourself. It's still there. You can find it under the headline, George Soros funds Ferguson protests, hopes to spur civil action. So as you have heard, and as you can see, knowing all this information, you have now found out that Black Lives Matter as a hashtag, as a slogan, and as an organization has been funded by outside interest, whether it's the Alphabet Agenda, the Democratic Party, or through George Soros. So, if you're wondering why I'm not so quick to scream out Black Lives Matter, You have your answer. It's really, really real out here, ladies and gentlemen. All I can say is that us, the traditionalist, we need to make sure that the narrative stays on what truly matters. We cannot allow the co-option of other agendas to be part of our agenda. 
That's why Tariq Nasheed suggested that we use the hashtag no anti-black racism. And it's pretty simple. No anti-black racism only means black folks. You won't be able to really co-opt this sort of catchphrase because it leaves everybody out. This is how you counteract the people that want to scream out all lives matter. Because we're focusing specifically on black people in the black community. We ain't gonna say no anti-Asian racism or anti-Hispanic racism because guess what? Both of those groups of people have shown discrimination towards blacks. Hey, you can you can research it all day. You ain't gotta take my word for it. But yes, hashtag no anti-black racism is specific and to the point. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Ain't going to be no all lives matter. Ain't going to be none of that. It has a specific purpose. And that's the catchphrase we need to use going forward. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. Again, there's going to be plenty more to come. I hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Buko Radio. Again, you can catch me on Instagram at Buko the Great. B-U-K-O-D-A-G-R-E-A-T. And don't forget, we also got a Cuban Cigar Crisis video talking about what's been going on these last five months as relates to the coronavirus pandemic as well as the protest brought upon by police brutality so be on the lookout for that youtube.com slash cuban cigar crisis tv subscribe to the channel check out all the content that we have available and when you subscribe don't forget to hit the bell icon and set it to all So that way when our new video drops, you'll be able to get notified. So anywho, that does it for me for now. Until the next episode, it's your boy BDG and I'm O-U-T. Peace.